Hi, and thank you for joining us for the Compass Catholic Podcast. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm joined by my co-host, Diana Rojas, as we meet every week to explore personal finance topics from an authentically Catholic perspective. On this podcast, we explore the spiritual, emotional, and economic aspects of money. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Kaylin, how are you this morning? I am great. It's um, the Saturday after Thanksgiving for us here as we record this. And how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. A little bit different than normal. Um, we had to, I think, make some new traditions, which is which is nice. Um, some families were not feeling well, so we just rearranged where we were going. But um, it's really, I don't know, it was really special to be with the other side of the family, which we don't normally see because they're normally out of town. So it was different and, and interesting, but it was it was so beautiful. and. We surprised my grandparents. They didn't know we were going to be there. So they were very, very happy to have all of their grandchildren, well, most of their grandchildren together. So how was yours? It was great. And we did really small. It was just me and the kids and my husband. And um, it was nice. I mean, it wasn't what we were expecting, but it was good. It was just like everything else in 2020. We're just rolling with it. <laughs> you know, like what else do you do? But um, did you get any Black Friday shopping in? You know, so... I bought one thing and I only bought it because I needed it. And so I was talking with some friends the other day and they, I don't know, maybe it was you, maybe not. I think it was you actually. I don't remember. But they, they said, if you didn't need it before it was on sale, you don't need it while you're on, while it's on sale. And I think oh, yeah. you said that when we were talking the other day, I think that was you. But so I really thought about that yesterday. My, a lot of my family were like, you know, like doing their shopping carts online and all this stuff. And I was thinking like, do I really need anything? And the only thing that I kind of needed was I've been invited to be a bridesmaid and I need a very specific color dress. And so David's bridal had this huge sale. So the dress I saw a couple months ago was like, you know, about a hundred bucks or whatever. It was like $45 yesterday. I'm like, okay, cool. So I did get a dress to be a bridesmaid. But it wasn't really a gift for anyone. I guess a gift for myself. But that was the only thing that I ended up looking for yesterday. Yeah, for me, it's easy. If I start looking for sales and I'll find something that I want to buy, right? And like, I don't know what you said really stuck with me. I'm like, do I need this? I didn't need it before the sale. So I don't really need it after the sale. I've actually been avoiding my email because my email like Mm -hmm. gets all those sale spam, not spam, but so I haven't opened my email in a few days. I don't want to see what's on sale because I didn't want to buy anything. That's dangerous. Yeah. And I, there's, um, I can't remember who's doing it, but some group is doing like an unsubscribe movement where every day you make it a point to unsubscribe from like three or four of those, those email yeah. um, things that you get spammed with, with the sales. Uh, and it, it's, it's true. Like when you get the, the headline subject saying, you know, whatever, 60% off site wide, <laughs> all of a sudden you create needs. Yeah. And there really wasn't needs before. It's so funny how that works. And they know it. They know Of course. It. They know how that works. They they play on us all the time. That's like that that show, I think we talked about it, Social Dilemma, I think it's called. I haven't seen it yet, but like I heard that it's super awesome and it just opens your eyes a lot. So they know it. But I also don't have kids. I don't really have anyone I have to get gifts for. Did you end up getting anything on, on the Black Friday, Black Friday sales? No, we actually didn't. We were, um, actually I cleaned yesterday. So I made it a point to have something to do to stick away from the Black Friday sales because we already have our list for our kids. We've been mm-hmm. working on it for two weeks and you know, we've been, we, this is what I do. So like, of course I'm a little bit 
I have to kind of live in line with what we, what we <laughs> like, I mean, I hope I do. If I didn't, I don't think you should listen to me, but I do. And we <laughs> save up for Christmas all year long. So it's something that we have the money for. It's in an account. So when sales come up, and I find the best sales come up between Halloween and Thanksgiving. And that's when we tend to strike and get those good deals. Um, but we, we are limited with our list because we have four kids. And I have to be very clear about how many gifts every child gets. So we don't run into the, um, you know, one child has more than another. And then we're always trying to catch up. And all of a sudden, every child has 15 gifts and we're broke, right? So we're very clear about how many gifts every child gets. And I start usually after Halloween and get those things uh, hidden somewhere in the house. And I'm not going to say on a podcast because the kids will hear and they will go look for it. But ready to go. That's awesome. That's so great. Yeah, you were telling me your little strategy for for planning out your gift. I think that's so smart. So something else we can talk about another time. But uh, no, so I'm excited to talk about our, our discussion today is about the holidays. And it's actually the best Christmas present you can give yourself. And just some interesting ways to uh, start new traditions without including debt in those traditions. And um, I love what you said. It's not about knowing what to do. It's deciding how to do it. So we have a short list for, for you guys today. Just some some tips on how to get through the holidays without um, incurring a whole lot of debt because it is really easy um, as we all know to to buy all the gifts and do all the things and then your budget's out the window so um we have five topics today right Caitlin five different bullet points yeah we do and um when I was researching this I was looking up you know how to avoid debt at Christmas and seeing if anyone had anything really interesting or new and insightful to offer and I feel like I saw the same list over and over and over again. And it's people saying, do the secret Santa or, um, mm. you know, give homemade gifts. And it's the same list over and over again. But what they're not addressing is how do you do it? Because we know what to do. It's not about knowing what to do. It's having a plan to do it. And often we talk about we need to have a plan because if we don't, def if we don't have a plan, we default to what we always do. We default to the same habits that we've always done before. And when we have a plan, we can default to our plan instead. So this year of all years, you have an excuse to come up with a new plan. COVID's thrown everyone through a loop. COVID has changed everything about 2020. Why not use it as an excuse to create new traditions that are not gonna drive people into debt? And when the Lord sent his son to us, to be with us on this earth physically in the form of an infant child. I don't think he intended for us to create debt to celebrate it among our family members. Mm. And debt is something that causes spiritual decay. So let's think about this in terms of how can we use this Advent? How can we use this holiday season to celebrate our family and grow in our faith, but also not commit ourselves to debt that's going to be detracting from our life in the future? I love it. That's so awesome. I think what you said is so true. So we have five little points to discuss with you guys. And I think we're hopefully catching you guys before all your families have gone crazy shopping. So uh, the first thing that we want to encourage you to do is to communicate now, communicate early with your family about, hey, family, let's set some new expectations. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm hoping that you can do. Um, so Kaylin, can you give some examples of what that might look like in a family or in a, in a text maybe, or how that can be communicated? Yeah. So when we're talking about communicate now, establish expectations early. 
establish these expectations that we're going to take on this new tradition. Maybe we're going to do the secret Santa instead of buying everyone a gift. Maybe we're going to um, participate in an experience together rather than, you know, going out to a restaurant and everyone, you know, the bill being thrown on one person, whatever it is, communicate now, establish expectations now, because it's not fair to wait a few more weeks because you're holding off on this conversation. It's uncomfortable for you. And then another family member has already gotten their shopping done. And, and now they're kind of in a lurch. And then now either they have to return the gifts or they're the one that's breaking all the rules that were established mm. later on. So communicate now. We're already a little bit behind the ball because we're past um, Black Friday. Ideally, this is the conversation you have earlier in the year. But communicate now. Grab your phone. Text your family members now. Just call your grandma now. Call your mom now. Whatever it is, if you have to pause this podcast to make that phone call, do it now. Let this be your prompt because I'm telling you, you are going to be a, an answer prayer for someone else because someone else in your family is having the same emotions. Someone else maybe didn't have reliable income or stable income throughout COVID. So you speaking up is going to be a blessing for someone else. Do it now. Come back to the podcast, <laughs> sending out that text or making that phone call, but let this be your prompt. Communicate now. Early communication is always better than late communication. Yeah, and I love what you said. Like, if you need an excuse, use COVID. Like, hey guys, love you guys, but you know, with COVID, we're all struggling a little bit. Let's let's this year do something different instead. And I think I don't think anyone will be mad at you if you <laughs> if you ask them to spend less money on you this year. So I, I like that first step. And I was thinking about the communicate now, and it made me think of my coworker, and she communicates really well with her family, and she does something similar that you did, and she ended up making a spreadsheet, right? And then she sent it to all of her family. These are the gifts that my girls want. So, like, if it's not on this list, like, please don't get it. And she made very specific lists that's reasonably priced items and, like, not, you know, not a thousand gifts, but here are a few gifts that my girls wanted. So, like, please stick to this. And I'm asking you this year, like, you don't have to get her anything other than what's on this list. And she did that actually a couple of weeks ago, which I thought was super smart because now the family knows, okay, for those nieces, we know what to get and how to get it. And so I think she said that to the whole family and they were able to communicate and have a conversation about this year. Let's just do a little bit less gifts and more specific gifts that are, you know, we know, we know that our kids are going to want these gifts instead. So I think that was good on her part to do that a couple of weeks ago. So props to my coworker. But yeah, communicate now, get it done, and then come back to us. <laughs> and I love the next point. And I think it's so important, especially this year, but any year, is to decide on your non-negotiables. What are the things, the traditions that you cannot do without, that your family cannot do without, um, and and decide what those are, and then the rest kind of put to the side and, and say, maybe not this year, maybe not ever again. So um, maybe can you have any examples of those, Caitlin, or talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about the tradition creep that happens, right? When you integrate, you know, my husband and I, we have his traditions, we have my traditions, we integrate them. Our family has created our own among our own, you know, our nuclear mm -hmm. family here. And there is tradition creep. And sometimes you're just going through the motions, forgetting that this one really isn't that important to me. <laughs> and then by the end of the holidays, you're exhausted because you're trying to just check all the boxes and go through all the traditions that you just kind of assume have to happen 
without really assessing, is this really important for my family or is this something that we just do because we just do it? Hmm. So think about what traditions are vital to your family culture. What do you need to do for it to feel like the holidays and for everyone to kind of have a, you know, an annual check-in with each other? Because that's really what traditions are about, right? It's kind of a a cultural reestablishment among a family. Um, And so for my kids, this is really silly, but uh, they're, one of their favorite things to do, and this has kind of become a non-negotiable, is go to a, a certain house that decorates every year, and they play the music to the lights, and we bring popcorn. And, and this is just something that the four of them has established as their tradition that they kind mm. of they do together, and this is their special thing. And, and my husband and I make it happen. We have a couple um, meals that we make on Christmas that or you know, side dishes that are reflective of, of our heritages. Um, and a couple of things like that that we've kind of distilled down that these are really important that we bring back every year to make sure we kind of check in and, and we fulfill these traditions. But there's a reason for it. We understand why we're doing these traditions. And there's so many that we've just kind of shedded because they were just, we we're going through the motions. We were just going through and doing them to check the box. And they weren't really bringing about any, you know, uh, it, bringing about any Christmas spirit to our family because we were just so exhausted trying to get these things done. Or what are your non-negotiables in your family? Do you have any certain? Yeah. So I was, I was, I was loving listening to you talk because that's those are beautiful traditions. I love the lights idea. So my family, we are Cuban, so we roast a pig every year, and so we've had to like kind of alter what that looks like. We used to like one of our non-negotiables used to be to go to the farm and choose our our pig of choice, and then um, we pick it up a couple of days later. So the like the idea of, of of roasting that pig is is the main tradition that has stayed. Um, we've had to change parts of that, and obviously as we've gotten older, like and some of us have kids now, it looks different. But that um, and then just visiting families on Christmas Day. So we do we call it Noche Buena, so Christmas Eve, and then that's when we do our meal and our, our massive party, and then Christmas Day is just like we go to more intimate with the families um, and we're older. So that looks a little bit different than like with little kids, as far as the gift exchange and whatnot goes, but just the idea of having, you know, the Christmas Eve meal together. Um, I don't think that'll ever change. Mm-hmm. And then the Christmas morning breakfast meal with my other families. And it's funny because my brother has a pen since turned a little bit vegan, a little bit pescatarian, I'll say, so we're like, um, you're supposed to do the pig when dad's too old. So are we going to have a pig like if you're in charge because you don't eat meat anymore? But we joke with him, but he will totally do it. And and even him, like he'll have, you know, just for the sake of, of the family, he'll have the, the meal with us and whatnot. But I love the idea of like thinking about why do we do this, right? Like why is this important to our family? And if you can't pinpoint that, like, okay, maybe it was important to your great grandparents, right? Maybe it was really important to them. but if it's lost its value and, it, and it's just causing, you said, more tiredness, more stress, more anxiety, then maybe maybe it's time to maybe not do that anymore, which might sound a little bit cruel or harsh, but it's I think it's okay to do those things and reevaluate why we're doing things. And also, you know, as you were speaking, I was trying to think, like, also, is this, like, the real reason for the holiday? Like, are we celebrating our Lord and Savior or are we celebrating Santa Claus and gifts and whatnot? So, in this process of the why, I think about, is this part of my faith? Am I doing this to, to honor my faith and, and my Lord? Or am I doing this for other reasons? And that might be a good indicator of like which things to stick with and which things can maybe 
um, we can not do anymore and might be a tough conversation, but again, like just have those conversations. And I think it's a good, it's a good year to do all of this stuff because there's mm -hmm. already an excuse, right? So just pile on the conversations while you can. And I love how this, this idea ties to our next idea is as you're looking through your traditions and, you know, maybe it's time to create some new traditions to replace old purchases. So where maybe instead of you buy something, you can create a tradition around instead of getting a gift, we can do something else. Um, I know we had talked a little bit earlier about creating experiences is beautiful. Like my mom and I, we love to cook together. So maybe my gift to her could be like a day that we just cook together. And, and there's obviously a purchase involved with the food, but it's different than buying her all of these gifts where she may or may not use either way. So at least now I have a memory that I've created with her. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's important to remember that when you take out an old habit or an old tradition that it may leave a void. There may be something that you feel like you're missing and it may be something that you decide to replace with a new tradition. Like maybe a new, um, maybe you consider replacing it with an experience instead of just purchasing things for each other. So um, this may be, yeah, like you said, in the form of a meal, uh, maybe a, a potluck with your family. Um, this could be a, a scrapbooking evening, you know, something where you all get together and you something um something my kids and I started doing was the Jesse tree mm. and that was really fun that was a lot of fun and then they're learning throughout all of Advent and we're, we're kind of creating these memories together so when you remove an old tradition remove an old habit just consider replacing it with something that is going to you know make your Advent richer um really kind of fulfill the purpose of Advent which mm -hmm. is to be, you know getting us ready for for Christ incarnate yeah. One of the things that we started doing, again, we're all older, right? So it looks a little different, but we started, um, two things we started was we started putting memories in a jar, like just writing something down like the day and like something that happened that day. And then we'll go through it either Christmas Eve or like New Year's Eve and we'll open it and just have that time to like remember all of those really important things that happened good, happy, sad. So that's something that we started doing that I really love doing. And then now that we're older, we do Secret Santa or actually we do White Elephant, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. So it's really fun because, um, like, you don't know what you're going to get. It's a really, it's a, a gag gift. It's something silly, but it's fun. And we all get together and, and we've been doing the last few years now that we're all older and, um, in different phases of life, but we, we, we do the potluck. So everyone brings something that they want to eat for breakfast. And then we do the white elephant and it's fun because one year I brought a live goldfish and a bag of chips, like fish and chips. And oh, my so uncle, and <laughs> Diana, that's the <laughs> my uncle ended up getting it and he was so mad like so mad that we ended up taking the fish back and I we ended up keeping it at my mom's house and the fish poor fish didn't last very long but so we decided the new rule after that year became no live gifts so like no plants no animals <laughs> like it has to be I was like but it fit the budget you said under this amount and I got it under this amount so it was a now we have a funny memory right so love it, was, it. The poor fish. <laughs> my sister loved the fish. My sister kept so such good care of him for a long time, and then you know how fish are—they don't always uh, survive no. very long. But no, no, you're lucky. You're lucky if they last a week. We're lucky if they last a week in our household. <laughs> oh my goodness! Fish and chips. Fish and chips. There we go. <laughs> the fourth thing we have on our list is so important, and it's stick to your plan and to avoid exceptions because exceptions. Or what become our rule. Mm -hmm. Right. So whatever plan you come up with with the family, 
stick to it because it does get tempting to sneak something in there or to, you know, you see a good sale and it reminds you of a family member. But once you start letting exceptions happen, all of a sudden they're the rule. So whatever you agree to with your family, stick to it. Just stick to it. It may be tempting or you may want to like, you know, be the good guy, good guy, so to speak, and, you know, uh, and, and buy some extra gifts in there. But really, once people agree to a plan, you need to stick to it because the person who did not bring the extra gift is going to feel pretty crummy. So stick to the plan. And I think everyone just stay happier that way. I hope. I agree. And I, it's, it's happened in our family. We're like, okay, this limit. And then someone goes over and then you're like, shoot, like right. I stuck to the limit and I got you this gift. And then mm-hmm. I received this super awesome gift. And so it's, yeah, whatever plan you stick to, just stick to it because I think it, it's better all the way around. So mm-hmm. I agree with that one. I love that tip. And then the last tip we have, which I don't know if you thought of this or you found this, but I love this idea is just stick to one credit card and track all your purchases. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is, well, first of all, hopefully you save for Christmas. Hopefully. Yes. Right. I really pray you did. <laughs> but if for some reason, you know, I put things on my credit card and I pay them right, pay them mm-hmm. off right away so I can get my points. Um, so use one card. When we use multiple cards, we can lose track or we can mask our balances. And it helps us kind of lie to ourselves about how much we have going on on every card. So use one card because that one balance doesn't lie. It tells you what you've been spending. So use one card. Also keep in mind that when you go into these stores and you, you know, are, you're at um, a certain retail store and they say, do you want to get saved 20% off your purchase today by opening a store credit card? Don't do it. Do not do it. Those store credit cards usually have the most atrocious interest rates. Those are the mm. ones that will hit like 30% um, or even higher. So do not fall into the trap of opening a store credit card because it's going to save you a lot of money today. That's just going to be me on my soapbox. I just think they are not good deals. And now that you have this store credit card and you get those emails like we spoke about earlier that remind you about the purchases, and then you save an additional percentage off because you have the store credit card, you're going to be much more likely to buy things you don't need in the future. So don't go down that path. Just don't do it. Use your one credit card that you have that you've already established. Use that to keep your purchases. Don't open up new credit cards and just keep things to your plan. Yeah. And these are all things that we're talking about right for the holidays. But I think as we think about life, you know, it can be so true for anniversaries and and wedding gifts and birthday gifts. Mm -hmm. So like these are just tips that we're giving you now for the holidays, but hopefully you can implement implement them in other ways throughout throughout the, the whole entire year, not just during the Christmas season. Yes. And I think it's just important that we go back to what is the purpose of Advent? Mm hmm. What are we doing in this month? And, you know, it's really to help us to prepare for Christ's coming. And if we are spending all of our time shopping, distracted, uh, participating in traditions that we don't understand, that we, we don't, we're just doing them to go through the motions. Um, and then we spend the rest of the first quarter of 2021 stress paying credit card bills, waiting for our tax refund to come in to pay off our, our you know, Christmas purchases and that bad cycle that we get in. I don't think that's what the Lord intended for us. I really don't. I agree. I don't think so either. And I love what it says about Advent and it's about preparing for him and 
So as you're doing all of these things, think of how this is helping you to prepare for the coming of our Lord and Savior, which is what we're celebrating anyways. We're not celebrating anything else. So it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It can be simple ways that you're doing that. So as we close, we just want to um, end with a, a prayer. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We pray that you can guide our steps and open our hearts to make room for you this Advent season. We pray that we can remember, remember what we're preparing for, which is your coming and the gift that that is to our lives and to this world. Pray that you can bless our listeners and just show them how to make room for you in their heart, Lord. Thank you for the gift of our life and the gift of your life. We pray for a blessed and safe holiday season for everyone. We ask all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please subscribe and share it with a friend? We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future episode topics, you can email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org or you can give us a call at 407-878-7637. We are so happy to be on this journey with you.